All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York, Bobby Ryan. Gentlemen, big weekend. The NHL playoffs got underway. Rumored that Patrick was going to be maybe a potential head coach of the Ottawa Senators. Could we re-sign Alex Jabrinkit for less money? Lots to chat about. As always, the show brought to you by Botano. Go to botano.ca. Uh, how was your weekend? Let's just start with making sure you guys are okay. I feel like Yorkie, were you on the golf course all weekend? My my weekend was good. I had I, <laughs> I hung with the kids. I did lots of pool time, some church, uh, zero golfing. But um, wow. I saw the new Spider Man movie, which I did not know was animated. So there's two and a half hours I'm not getting back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was a good weekend here. Yeah, yeah, Bob, you are correct. Golf Friday, golf yesterday, a little barbecue last night at my sister's, and big news, my daughter is going to be getting married next year, so we checked out a wedding venue out in the, out in the little past your neck of the woods, Wally, out uh, in Beckwith. Got to see this place. Stonefield's got to give them a shout-out. Uh, unbelievable venue. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Fantastic. So... Sounds, now, like you locked it, uh, sounds like you locked it in and now you're paying for a discount. Going for the cash only deal. <laughs> Bobby and I will both be ushers for you. Is, um, <laughs> is your daughter, is, is she not engaged to my former neighbor's son? Is that right? 
former neighbor's son. Vaslet. Or is that your son? Oh, that's my other son. That's ah. my other son. That's my other. So, that's Matthew. Matthew. It's yeah. such a small world. Like your. Oh yeah. It, my literally next door neighbor or across the street is now dating your son. It's anyway his son. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I watched and she's a she's a she's a unbelievable hockey player. She plays at Penn State. Great, great yeah, player. Right. So shout out to yeah. Maya. Maya, yes. Uh, all right. So I don't know where to begin, but I really feel like the whole DJ Smith. By the way, the Sens have not been sold for any tuning in. <laughs> we're just, we've come to the conclusion we're just not even going to talk about that. No, I, you know what I wish we would have done is like, it's all agreed to not shave or something until the team was sold. And be funny why we all look at the moment, all growing long beards and we'd all look 900. Um, yeah. This thing is exhausting. Okay. So uh, the whole DJ Smith not really getting a vote of confidence. And then to hear rumors coming out, Darren Drager is the one that reported uh, that the, perhaps the Andlauer group is going to bring in Patrick Waugh as their head coach with uh, Steve Steos as the GM or Patrick Waugh in some capacity, I would suspect head coach. Um, gentlemen, can we get your thoughts on what you see this as? Um, York, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Well, oh, I just piggyback your answer because I'm, I'm. I think we're going to agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. He just won the Memorial Cup, so he's yep. he's the hottest, I guess, coaching prospect out there. Um, I don't. I can tell you this. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't know a lot about Patrick Waugh, the the coach, except what you hear in the media. Um, I know more about Patrick Waugh, the player, as I, I I played the majority of my career against him. Um, so. All I can say is, hey, the, the guy just won the Memorial Cup, so he's doing something right. He's yeah. being able to reach uh, players at that level, which are young players, which is the NHL is a young league right now. So, uh, listen, I like I, I'd be lying to you if I if uh, anyone that says to you, I know what Patrick Waugh is as a coach is full of shit because you yeah. don't know what type of coach he is unless you played for him, unless you're in the room unless you have some young guys that you really know that played for him that can tell you that otherwise you're full of shit and you're just going off what the media says about a guy. So, um, Hey, he won the Memorial cup. Uh, so obviously the guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to get the young, young kids. I agree with a lot. I, I know some guys that played for him, um, that didn't particularly have the best experience, but I think the last time Patrick Waugh came in, he was, he was, I guess crass and hard and, and almost unfair, but I think he went back. So this is the thing, right? A lot of times guys come in and they don't understand what coaching at the NHL level is like compared to yeah. juniors or the college level. It's a, it's a much different thing, right? You're managing, you're managing players and people that have families and lives outside of the rank. Right. Um, so it's different. And I think you learn how to, my guess is that he's probably matured a ton as a coach in the last few years. Right. I think you, you go back to that level. Now you win at that level, you win the Memorial cup. You don't just win at the level, you win the Memorial cup. That's, that's a major yeah. difference between winning the league. Um, you go on and win the Memorial cup. You're the, you're the hottest ticket, but my guess is that he's matured. He's probably, I, from what I understand, the intensity as a coach was, was way too much the first time. Yeah. And I think if you get to be in the room a little more, you get a sense of it and you calm down. And I think you'd be a great coach at the level. Does he fit the sends on what they're doing? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know anything about him, but my guess is that is, is that he's matured a lot and he's probably not as hard as he was. Wally, when, yeah. when, when, the, how long is it ago when, when, when Wall was in the league? That was quite a while ago, right? Like 13, I, 14. Do you remember his first game against the, the Ducks? He tried to go over the glass to fight yeah. Bruce Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> was that his first game? Well, I, it was close. Yeah, it was up wow. there. So this is the, just to piggyback on what Bob said, times were really different then. And, and you, the, the way to get the players was different. Um, you know, take a perfect example right now. Like, look at the press conference that Kyle Dubas had the other day. Like, how many mentions of his wife and his family? And and he gets hired as the president of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So that's a much it's a much softer touch you have to have now with with the players. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful. They, players just have way too much power, too too much money. <laughs> They're not going to listen. Um, that's why I know we'll talk about this later. That's why I'll be very interested to see you once we start talking about Babcock, but for why I, I agree, Bob, like, Hey, you learn, you learn, you adapt. Patrick was not a stupid guy. Like he went yeah. back and, and, and probably made some changes and some adjustments like Bob said, but he came from the era where you were told what to do and you just did it. And if you didn't, you, you, you were benched or you're, or you, somebody fought you in the dressing room or like, yeah. Like it was just a totally different area. It was like the jungle back then. So yeah, no, well, he's definitely going to get a job somewhere. That's uh, someone's going to hire him uh, yeah. because well, um, he, he's proved he can win. He was rumored to go to Columbus, which Mike Babcock is. There's also the New York Rangers, which is another rumor as well. But okay, here's a couple of points that I'll make. Um, one, as you guys know, high end Hall of Fame players just see the game differently and coach it differently because of that right so mm. and i think he's a goalie he's a, go- he, he's a goalie though don't remember don't forget about that he's a goalie they're total like sure but all i'm saying is do they always are they always able to relate to everybody because when bobby was right when he came in he was very militant very regimented because because he wants to win and has that same passion that he took mm-hmm. to the ice it just doesn't always translate but yes he did win the jack adams in his first year he had a great team the issue, I don't think he's changed that much. And the reason is he wanted all the power in Colorado, which is why he left. He wanted to make all the decisions and be above uh, Joe Sackick as the GM. That didn't work out. So he goes back to Quebec where he has all the power and all the control. And that's, again, why he is able to be successful because that's the way he wants to be. I don't know that that translates back to the NHL anymore. That's, that's what I see. Yeah, well, maybe he gets maybe he gets all the power somewhere. Like, like he just don't. Teams are like you look how desperate teams can get. Like when you get to a, a pushing point, and Columbus is out there right now, where if if you don't win, uh, you know you're the next guy that's getting fired. So you will do things uh, that that, yeah. that 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 you might not thought you would have done before, because now you can't. You have to win, and and that's what happens in the league. It's it's still no matter what people say, it is still a results driven business. You can be as nice as you want and as soft as you want and as great with the media as you want. But if you don't win, you will be fired eventually. Might not, not right away, but eventually, eventually we'll get you. Yeah. And he's not getting all that power in a place like New York, right? Maybe, maybe in a Columbus where, where that, because you know, you know, they're giving some power to Mike Babcock. That's for sure. Um, But at the same time, you're not getting that in a place in a year. There's such a divide sometimes between GMs and coaches in this league, right? Um, 
and and those guys go to battle against each other more than people think um and it's a, most of the time it's a good working relationship but those guys those guys have to go into a room together and make decisions and a lot of times they don't agree so um i just i i don't think you can do it at this level have all the power and do both and coach the team i think the coach has to stay the coach and has to stay in his room and the gm has to do his thing as well so i don't i don't see the fit there um for for a a, essentially not a rookie coach because he's won a jack adams he's been in the league for three years but to come back in and and just for an organization to cede all that power i don't see it okay here's a question that i have for both of you because it seems like sometimes those coaches if they're really hard on players have a short shelf life i think of john mm -hmm. tortorella or even patrick Waugh. maybe i don't know i don't know if mike babcock falls into that because he coached for a long time in in his places but you've got a uh Ottawa team, it's, I don't know, it's not close to obviously winning a cup, but it's on the verge of moving up and having a chance perhaps in three years to be that type of team. Do you, is this a guy that you want who can get results quickly or use that kind of militant style to get it done? See, this is what I, to me, this team hasn't given up on DJ, and I'd like to—I really want to see DJ get the chance to take the team. Let's not. Well, it seems like the GM has, but anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Very fair. Um, but I don't—I don't know. I think there's probably—I'd like to see this play out for another year with DJ. Let's take <clears> the cup out of the equation and just like let's just hope they make the playoffs and, yeah. and say that we haven't seen a DJ team in the playoffs. I love the style that the Sens play. They have a little bit of everything. They can play every game, and the team plays that way for DJ. They play for they they work hard underneath of them. I don't I don't know why you switch a thing right now. Okay, hold on. I gotta add. Okay, Bobby, wait a sec. Because everybody watching right now wants to pull their hair out when you saying you love the way the team plays. What defensive structure do the Ottawa Senators play, Bobby? You played it. <laughs> Tell me what it is. They need to they need to get tighter and they need to change something there. That that that's just, that i'm not talking about structure i'm not talking about anything like that i like the way they play they play hard they put their work boots on they like their coach and they go to work they have good special teams that well the, the power play is good penalty kill is getting better they need goaltending they need a yeah. they need a they need six defensemen you can throw on the ice there are answers to be made and changes to be made that before you change a head coach that's that's brought some of these players along for years this is the thing, and uh, and just again, I kind of agree with Bob here because you've got one player in particular, actually more than one, Tim Stutzel just had, so I hate using the word obviously because I'm sure not everybody uses the word obviously, so obviously he's got a way to <laughs> he's doing, he's, he's pushing the right buttons with Tim Stutzla. he's pushing the right buttons with Brady Kachuk. And those are your those are your two franchise players up front. And hey, let's not forget about a kid that just came in and had arguably arguably one of the best defensive rookie seasons as an auto in Ottawa Senators history in Jake Sanderson. So a lot of players have developed under the watch of and I know people don't want to hear it, but you you can't deny it that the DJ is doing something right in the dressing room to get through to players to make them play at this level and to say, wow, the players are stars. Well, there, there's a lot of stars on a lot of teams that you don't get results from. And, and uh, you know, for me, 
It's it's just so impressive how Sanderson, the year Stutzla had, and Brady Kachuk. So, and it's no secret that Kachuk is a he's a supporter of DJ Smith. He's a big time supporter of DJ Smith. So, I'm of the mind where I wouldn't mind. You know, if let let's say they do decide to go status quo, let's give this coaching staff another 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 shot here. I'd like to see them bring in another coach, another support guy. Um, for me, I, I'd love to see cherry pick a really good assistant coach. Um, I'll throw an name at you right now. A guy like John Gruden. John Gruden is one of the best coaches in the league for defensive systems, defensive structure. He ran the show in, in, in New York when Barry Trotz was there. Very smart guy, former defenseman. Uh, used to be in the U.S. development program, and a lot of defensemen have developed under his watch. And I'm not saying bring him in, but just an example. If, if you're going to keep the coaching staff, I, w- I would add another guy to the staff um, and a guy that's going to come in and help with your structure. Why can't you just mention his former Ottawa Senator, John Gruden? Oh, great guy, too. Love Gruden's. Yeah. Um, so he's he just not in Boston? He's, he's in Boston. Well, huh? well, here's the thing. He was you got to look at what teams are doing and try and figure out why, why were the Boston Bruins so good? What, what changed for the Boston Bruins to, to, to make them play with that kind of structure and, and defensively, they were just so good mm. during the regular season. Oh, look at their assistant coaches. You got John Gruden, you got Chris Kelly, uh, two of the smartest guys. And Chris Kelly yeah. is another name. Like I, wouldn't yeah. you love to see, wouldn't you love to see Chris Kelly come back and work for mm-hmm. the Ottawa senators? Like just, Guys like that, that's one thing I think the Sens staff is missing. A guy that's not that far removed from the game that can come in and give you a little more perspective. Yorkie, before we uh, – got to move on, but did you play with Jason Smith as an assistant coach in Ottawa? No, was but he, I, know, I know Smitty. I know Smitty. But he's that type, right? Like he, he wasn't that far removed, and he came in, was on the bench. He was the D <clears> guy. <throat> Is that what we're getting at here? It doesn't, and you know what, I'm not, it's just, there's certain players, there's certain players that just see the game really, really well. And they're smart guys. You know, Kel's Bobby, he's just a a smart, smart guy. Um, And listen, you can't deny what Boston did. And I'm just saying one example. And if you want to change things up and let's say they decide to to, to keep the staff, listen, in the new NHL, everybody always talks about firing the coach, the assistant coaches, do so much of the strategic game planning systems. They're the guys that are talking to the players more on the day-to-day basis because they develop trust with the players where a player might not go to the head coach. He talks to the assistant coach. And that doesn't get talked enough about. Your support staff as a coach is so important because those are the guys that do a lot of the heavy lifting. It's so true. Um, I want to see Jacques Martin come back in some capacity. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm dead serious. He's consulting There's, right now. He's consulting for the King, for Kingston and the OHL. Kingston. He yeah, is an extremely uh, brilliant hockey mind who knows oh, how great. to teach the game. Jacques's, Jacques's great, right. but I don't know where like where Jacques's at in his life uh, right now. I know he's in Florida in the winters. I'm sure he'd love to. He's a smart guy. Um, but I, 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 I want him back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so good, good, good uh, man. I got a question coming up after our sponsor reads that uh, I want to see if we can start a debate. So, because uh, it's early, it's Monday, and let's why not we kick off the week with an argument? Uh, gentlemen, as always, this show brought to you by Botano. 
Uh, go to Botano.ca where the game starts now. Download the app. The award-winning app is uh, state-of-the-art, by the way. The fastest, most user-friendly and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet. Uh, you can bet in on the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs if you want. Uh, have the amazing world of sports with you at Botano. Hundreds of betting options for events and try same-game parlays with BetBuilder. Also live in-game betting with the most competitive odds in the market. Botano. Uh, must be 19 or older. Please play responsibly. The game starts now. Uh, Yorkie, you were away, so it's just, this is yours. Okay. Uh, Renfrew Pro Tape, the original hockey tape. Uh, as Bob always likes to say, it's hand terrible. It doesn't make your hands terrible. It just makes it easier to tear it when you're taping the last little part of your stick. It's moisture resistant. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, you say, you're st- you say the tape is hand terrible. You can you can take that two different ways. Anyhow, it's moisture resistant, helps with puck control. Uh, it's what the pros use. It's available at all major retailers. Uh, hit them up at RenfrewPro.com. It's the one with the green core. And don't forget, uh, you can give them a follow on Instagram at RenfrewPro. Don't forget to tag your teammates for unlimited entries you can do and share your story for uh, 10 bonus entries. Uh, here's a new one. Now, Bobby, I know you're a real estate mogul, so you might want to pay attention to this. Our good friends, uh, BEI, known for their construction, also have started. Well, I haven't started. They've been doing it for a while. BEI Homes in the Bonisher Valley. Um, you can get in uh, on, let's say, one of the best places to buy a home right now. Uh, minimum, or sorry, minimum. It's uh, 500 grand they start at. Uh, they are building quality homes, as always, in the Ottawa Valley. Um, at the Ren development, uh, you can escape the city and big city price tags, relocate to the Ren subdivision built by BEI Homes in the town of Cobden, just an hour west, by the way, the Canadian Tire Center. Enjoy the vibrant small town atmosphere with all the modern conveniences. Uh, go visit, by the way, Bonisher Your Homes if you want some information. Uh, they will help you out. Give them a shout. Uh, by the way, seven year uh, warranty with the try on home warranty. And finally, uh, I think it's finally AG1. Uh, this is why I'm so peppy in the mornings because I take my AG1. Uh, they get 75 multivitamins and nutrients involved, uh, high quality vitamins. Give them uh, a shout at athleticgreens.com slash coming in hot for your purchase of a one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. They will give you free. Uh, taste great, feel great. Give them a shot at AG1. Oh, boys. Coming up this week, uh, June 10th, I want to read it like a like I did the other day, like a monster truck one, but I'll probably just hang <laughs> on and not do it. Um, those who don't know, uh, Nunez, it's the fight with UFC fight 289, Nunez versus Aldana. She is the best female fighter in UFC history. I, I tried to get arguably, but there is no arguably the way that people continue to talk about uh, the way that she fights. She has been... Uh, amazing in her fights so uh amanda nunez is known as the goat of women in combat sports she's the first female and third athlete to hold ufc titles in two divisions simultaneously so that is on the card at ufc 289 which is in vancouver on saturday uh also there's six canadians on the card mike malott whose brother plays for the manitoba moose and he's uh, arguably one of the best canadian fighters he's on the card uh if you want to check out the pay-per-view event go to uh www. Uh, welcome to dot ufcfightpass.com and i'll say get in on the action but it sounds like it should be a great fight there i'm done so i let you guys off the hook today 
I got off the hook really well there. That yeah. Was, yeah. That Are you awake great. from your nap? Oh, right. you know what? When I saw that new board for Bonisher Holmes, I was like, if Wally just sprung this on me, we're <laughs> right on site. <laughs> See, I'll take care of you. Um, yeah. The question I have that may start a debate. You have, you can only pick one of these three players to have on your team next year. Oh, here we go. I like these kind Tim of Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, or Jake Sanderson. Oh, 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 well, it's too early. <laughs> Which Man. guy? So you've got your number one center, Tim Stutzla, leading scorer. You've got your captain, the heartbeat of your team in Brady oh, Kachuk, or arguably your best defenseman in the next couple of years. Good I'll go night. first. I'll go first. All I can say is I can go from unless they change the officiating in the playoffs and how they call the game in the National Hockey League playoffs right now, and you see the effect, the game right now is played in such tight spaces. It's all about getting to the front of the net. It's all about dragging your teammates into the fight. It's about leadership. Um, I'm going to go with Brady Kachuk. If, because if, if your goal is to win the Stanley Cup, Man, it's about it's about winning the battles in the trenches. It's about it's about you know we didn't we nickname him the uh, he's a special ops marine <laughs> captain something like that yeah something like that yeah, so uh, like yeah that. that's I'm I'm taking the marine I'm taking Brady Kachuk as much as I'd love to have all three man Wally I need an old fashioned after that one that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> give me a smoke or something. Uh... I liked Bobby? everything you said, but I'm not. I'm taking Stutzla, um, and I don't think you can go wrong. But I and I, I certainly agree. If your goal is to win the cup, Brady might be your guy. But I just think the things that Stutzla does with the puck, and the way that he distributes, and the way that he creates space, and the way that he's on his edges, he could beat you five different ways. Which means I think that he could play in the playoffs. Um, God, it's uh, tough, right? Yeah, I don't like I don't like the Monday morning. It's only eight AM here, so it's like <laughs> Andy Wally. Um uh wait till you guys see me on Wednesday at five AM Idaho time. Uh Ed Bob, hey, this goes about everything I believe about the game that you you win down the middle with center icemen and defensemen and I'm picking a winger. Crazy. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. I, I gotta take I I have okay. to. I, I wanna take Brady too, because I have everything that Yorkie said, but for the interest of the debate, I, I got to take Stutzel. I don't. I don't think you can replace a player like that. You can't replace any of three of them. Well, that's yeah. the what thing. a shit so, question for a Monday morning. I'm taking <laughs> I you know what? It's funny. I Who you take Jake Who you Sanderson taking? is my guy. Nice. Okay. You need why? Explain yourself. Because you defense wins playoffs. Yeah. It, look, we're, if you were to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights or the Florida Panthers, typically you're starting with. Did you see their blue line or Alex Petrangelo yeah. and Brandon Montour? You Big have guys. to win with a solid blue line. And I think Long. you need to start there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they're totally out of, out of random right now. To your point with, with when, when star players learn how to play hard, I can't believe the way Jack Eichel's playing. Like what he's doing, Bob, the first round, I'm like, man, this guy is awful. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's, remember how bad he was? Yeah, he was yeah. not good. Yeah, he was not now good he's early. So strong on the puck, and he's playing well defensively. He's he's tracking back into the D zone. Man, what a difference! Like, and and uh, who would have thought it? So, uh, yeah, to your point, that's the thing. If you when you get star players, 
I like to call it, it's kind of like Crosby. They play with a fourth liners mentality of work ethic. Yeah. That's how you win. That's, yeah. that's how you win. You would those guys buy in and, and play like that. So yeah, it's tough not to listen. It's tough not to go against Stutzel. Like the guy's a freak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and he's got an edge. He, he's got a little, he edge does. To him. He does it the wrong way, he, but, uh, <laughs> but there's, he's got some bite. So I don't think he's going to be a guy that you have to worry about in playoffs disappearing or hiding. I think he's going to elevate. So, yeah. Yeah. But you got to learn, right? Like Jack Eichel hadn't played in the playoffs. He had to learn. And in the first round, he wasn't good because he didn't know what to expect. Some guys never learn though. Some guys never learn. They just, they don't, they just don't, they don't have it in them. They don't, they play hard, but hard's not good enough. You got to be, you got to dig to that, whatever that 110%. Okay. So we're moving on uh, to, uh, well, it's, I hate <laughs> we to bring going? up, I hate to bring <laughs> up the it, name. Do it, do it. So everybody take a drink, as I mentioned, Alex to bring it. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So Pierre Dorian uh, was talking the other day about to and about getting him signed. And he made an interesting point that if he could get him signed, uh, closer to his actual salary than his AAV. They can qualify him for 15 or they can take him to R basically and get a 15% reduction. So at 7.85 million, um, would you re-sign Alex Debrinkit for that money if you could compared to First, the 9 million qualifying offer? So just to, let's just, I want to just set the table here. No, so, wait, are you, don't, are you bringing up Cole Caulfield? No, 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 no. Okay. After, after this year, regardless if you take him to arb he's a yeah. he's a complete free agent right correct if yeah. it's only so a one year deal if if you're doing if you take him to arb and force him to play for that he is going to play out this year and see you later so yeah like yeah. <laughs> if that's okay. your that's if that's your goal like he's gone but he, but if you yeah. if you, you can get him to arb for he's one got year, a foot out the door immediately see you later Sure. I, I don't argue that, but I'm just saying if you can get him for one year, hope he puts up the numbers and trade him at the deadline. Uh, now the whole playoff thing becomes an issue, right? Of trying to get into the postseason and moving out a top six forward. But I, can you not use that as a piece to bring in something else? Now we'll get to the trading for potential stuff. Now I'm just wondering, would he not be considered a deal at seven, eight, five for a season? Uh, what do you think, Bob? I need to digest this for a sec. At seven point eight five, I for a year, yes, yes, I could, okay. I, I would if I'm, you know, they're going to be a cap team soon. Um, maybe as early as next year, but at seven point eight five, you got a guy that is a that could go off for thirty five to forty goals, that does settle things down on the power play on that side that does enter the zone well and create space. He does a lot of, and he's got a shot that not many of the other players have on the team. He does do a lot of good things at 7.85. I don't like it for a long term. I like it for a year. Cause you have the asset and you can do something with the asset, whether that becomes a trade piece or, be, or, or you just hold on to him because he's enjoying a great year and, and you make the playoffs and then you really come to him and say, look what we built take a little less off that top 7.85 and stay here long-term. So I'd be comfortable with that. I, I'd be, but if you, but if you do that 7.85 at ARB, he's gone. 
Here's so here's the thing. If Ottawa should have a good year this year. So if you do the Arab thing and you take him for 7.5, 7.85, and by the time it's time to trade him, why would you trade somebody when the team is doing well and disrupt everything? This is this is the problem with it. This is the it's it's a game of chicken, and yeah. the player holds all the power. And Ottawa's seen too many players walk out the door for nothing in the past. So I I would be sure at that number is that a great number? I totally agree with Bob to come in play for one year. What you get, especially the regular season, regular season Debrinket is going to help your power play immensely. He's going to score. A bunch of goals in the shootout. He's going to be great in three on three. All things in the regular season that are vital for getting you to the playoffs. And then, you know, if you're doing well and your power play is clicking at the top of the top of the league where you probably should be based on what we saw this year, you, you get a, that's when it's going to be, oh man, now we're going to trade him. Yeah. Because if we don't trade him, we're losing him for nothing next year versus you make a deal at the draft. I just think it's so important to build your culture at training camp to come into the season, especially now with new ownership, whatever the coaching staff's going to be. And from day one, you know, you come to training camp, you got your t-shirt on of what your, what your slogan for the season is going to be. And these are your players. This is your power play. And then at the deadline, you're, you're adding pieces to your already strong core. That's going to help you get over the top instead of making a huge trade at the deadline, man, I just don't like it. I would do it. And this, and this is where, man, this is where the whole ownership thing of how long it's taken is really going to affect the senators. Cause this is a, this is a, this is a colossal move that needs to be made. So I'm in the mind of, yeah, I like the number, but I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign him to the one year deal because man, the only time you're trading him is if things have gone south during the season and then, Man, I, okay. I would do it at the draft. I would do it at the draft um, because you got you have every team in the league there willing to deal with instead of just a small basket of what you'll have at the trade deadline. And, and 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 so it's tough. It's it's just it, it sucks for everybody because of how long this is dragged out with the ownership uh, sale. Yeah, yeah. So let all right. I'll, let me put it to you this way, Bob, because uh, Yorkie already knows the answer to this. Who would you? If you could pay both these two players the same dollar amount at seven point eight five, Cole Caulfield or Alex DeBrinket, who oh. do you take? Cole Caulfield. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> like right now, Cole's yeah. five, isn't Cole quite a bit younger? Yeah. Uh, hold on, one nineteen eighty-seven, two thousand one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's four years younger. Nineteen eighty-seven. So, I, so yeah. I think he's going to be. He's he's a. He might not pan out to be as good as Alex Debrinkat is in a lot of areas, but if I'm if I'm just picking one right now, I'm picking the younger player that can continue. Like so, I just I didn't even know we had that feature. Nice to see you, Gavin. Um, <laughs> Caulfield's twenty-two. Look, I'm learning. You learn something new. Somebody's piping stuff down uh, to let me know, but I'm taking Caulfield. Debrinkat's proven he scored forty goals. He's also played with Patrick Kane, and he's also been on the past power play in the league. Caulfield scored a lot of goals and done a lot of good things with a really Hitty hockey team in Montreal. That's <laughs> okay. Wait, wait one second, Bobby Ryan. Okay. Cole Caulfield had 26 goals this season, 36 points. Alex DeBrinket had 27 goals, 66 points this season. 
The year before, Caulfield had 23 goals, 43 points. Alex Dabrinkit, 41 goals, 78 points. That was in mm-hmm. Chicago, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not discrediting that Alex Debrinkat is a much better player right now. I'm I'm just saying if you're gonna ask me who I'm gonna pay today for the yeah. future, it's gonna be Cole yeah. Caulfield. He might not pan out to get those amount of points, but look who had look who look who he's got around him. Suzuki's a hell of a player. They got some good pieces there. He's how good was he during the play- playoffs when they went on that cup run and he stepped in the league? He was phenomenal. So he's sure. I've, he's not proven but he's got a lot of room to grow and i think he's going to be a really good player so i would take him this is the first time bob and i have disagreed um you're always trying to wally's just over there heart rate's 160 right now he's so pumped (laughs) um so the year the year colt caulfield had all that success was the was the the covid year wasn't it yes it was when nobody was really in shape and like montreal montreal went to the finals didn't they or the whatever the final four or something like it was crazy it was insane Man, people okay, Debrinket fans are gonna like this. I, I like Debrinket way more as a player, way more. I think he's got more jam. I think I saw that at times last year. He's proven, and I just I just think Caulfield's basically been handed the keys to the friggin' camper and everything. Here you go, kid. Like he's been given everything there. And sure, he's skilled, he's great, and he's gonna be a, a really good goal scorer. But man, I find him very one-dimensional very one-dimensional and i just defensively i know he's young but i think to bring it uh, i'm just to bring it to me is more of a complete player and uh i, I wouldn't have cole caulfield on my team at, at that price i just i think come playoff time man i just i hate how he plays <laughs> <laughs> i think he's a i think he's ultra ultra talented yeah it's so, it's so tough to judge on that montreal canadians team because they're just so thin. They're yeah. so thin. Like you look at their D. I love Suzuki. Like there's a guy that can be on my team any day of the week. But man, Caulfield's been given so much. I, I just, uh, I, I like to bring it better. So I'm paying to bring it. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um. By those who don't, uh, sorry, know yet, uh, Cole Caulfield signed an eight-year extension yeah. uh, at seven point eight five million per season. So he can score, man. He can score. To oh, me, yeah. they're very similar in that they they play left yeah. wing. They, it, they're one's five seven, one's five eight. Like they're both that kind of same size. 
I I like Alex Dabrinkit better. He's a bona fide, proven National Hockey League goal scorer. I don't care who passed him the puck. He still yeah. has to put it in the net. And you can watch a ton of players that shoot puck at the goalie. He's a goal yeah. scorer. And I, you have to pay for that. So yeah. I, I'm thinking Alex Dabrinkit. I think if you watch if you watch the playoffs right now, it's really tough for smaller players to have success. Like you look at one player in particular that's having success right now, Jonathan Marcheseau, yeah. smaller guy, but he Bob doesn't he play differently than those two guys? Like he gets he's got, he's he got a lot more a lot more jam. I think he's got way more jam. He gets to the front of the net. Like when I watch Caulfield and Debrinket play, everything's on the outside. Yeah, it's both on, of them. Their yeah. whole game is on the outside. And you, you guys, we're watching the playoffs. That doesn't work in the playoffs. You're not scoring. You're not scoring those wide open one tees from outside the, you know, the hard areas. It's 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 in front of the net. It's it's getting to the hard areas. So I don't know. I, for me, if I'm building a playoff team, I'm not paying either one of them. But, but you- <laughs> not i don't want either one this of them where I'm we, sorry okay, i don't we, we disagree on the players but i agree on that statement <laughs> i don't want either one of them on my team at eight million dollars if i'm building a playoff team i just don't and yep. it's just unless from what i'm seeing in the playoffs right now i don't want either one of them but that's just me wow okay um so i i have a theory perhaps on jonathan marchessault's fire in the uh, stanley cup final and that's in all of the Vegas Golden Knights, for that matter, because uh, if you'll uh, bear with me, the Las Vegas Strip Club, Larry Flint's Hustler, <laughs> has offered the Golden Knights platinum VIP access for free lap dances for life if they win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so it was said by uh, the manager, the success of the Golden, the Vegas Golden Knights has played an integral role in boosting our community's morale. As the first professional sports team to debut in Las Vegas, we decided to show our support by extending free lap dances for life in efforts to help motivate and lead the team to victory. So, gentlemen, I ask you, as former National Hockey League players, uh, how much motivation is it to think of you're getting free lap dances for life? (laughs) (laughs) It depends on where... In Vegas, sure. If I was playing in a Columbus, I don't think I'd be more as excited. But <laughs> um, I, you know what? The boys probably had a really good laugh about this in the room. Honestly, they probably they're probably all taking bets on who's going to get there first and take most advantage of it. But uh, I, ultimately, none of that matters to those guys inside the room. They I, honestly, they talked about it for two minutes, laughed about it, and then uh, moved on. That is probably the way it went. If I if Yorkie could tell you what it's like in those rooms. We didn't get anything offered to us if we had won the cup. Oh my God. I was like free. I, I want free, uh, uh, Sparrow pizza over at the Tanger outlets for life. <laughs> <laughs> the, pro- the, pro- the problem with those kind of establishments, man, it's, it's like 30 bucks a beer in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Like, thanks for that. But uh... these guys, it's a great offer, but they're not losing any money on the boys. <laughs> 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 I'd only be going on 50 cent draft night, I guess. Hey, eh, if I was one of the boys, <laughs> it's so funny. There is fine print. It says they must win against the Stanley cup against the Florida Panthers. So, <laughs> Um, that's great. It, it does. That's, that's, that's when you see guys looking for quarters, eh? When the round comes around, <laughs> that'll be a thousand dollars for that round of beers. Oh. Oh. All right. 
Um, the, uh, the VIP package is worth $1,500, by the way. Um, so uh, your thoughts as we just move quickly through this, we still got to get to Mike Babcock, and I want to touch on Eric Branstrom because that makes uh, Yorkie's head explode. Is um, any surprises from game one? I thought like you saw the Panthers have been phenomenal on the road, right? I think they'd won nine, ten straight on the road. They started extremely well, and they just they weren't able to hold it. But uh, this doesn't look like it's going to be an easy series, I don't think. Yorkie, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I thought that ga- game one was – I really like how Vegas is built. I look at their blue line. They don't get enough credit. They're four lines deep. Uh, they're, they're getting uh, – I think they're deeper than Florida. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, and a- Aiden Hill, nobody has talked about him enough, what he has done. He made some – a couple – well, the one paddle down save on the empty net. That, that game could have went either way. That game was up for debate for for two and a half periods. Aiden Hill, I thought, was the difference. And uh, oh, Mark Mark Stone, what more could you say about him? Picking that out of the air and like they just to me, Florida has a lot of gamers on that team, led by Kachuk and Bennett. But that Vegas team, that like I, I mentioned, Marcia so like even they're even and that's the difference. Vegas's skilled guys are gamers. Like you got Jack Eichel buying in right now. It's this is going to be a really good series. I love both defense cores, um, both coaches, Cassidy, Maurice, excellent. Um, it's going to be a long series, but could have won either way that first game. All right, uh, yeah, that was a high right. stick. It sure looked like it, didn't it? <laughs> it was a high stick. Like, what are we doing? Um, I know you need a hundred percent proof to overturn a goal and the call on the ice, but I'm watching that. I, I actually, I was on the phone with somebody and I was like, oh, that's getting overturned a hundred percent. And then they're like, we have a good goal. And I'm just going, okay, <laughs> I guess it's not a hundred percent proven, but you can look at where his shoulder is on the ice and you can look at where he touches the puck and it's, it's at his ear. I, I, you know. Stoner's six, three, two. Yeah. He's six, three. High stick. I, I love Stone. I, I, I jumped up and down. I was excited yeah, for him when he scored shot. and I thought it put the game out. It did. It put the, it, it ultimately didn't matter. They didn't score another goal, but it's a high stick. Yeah. You can't miss it. You can't fuck up a call like that in Stanley cup finals. Um, but Vegas is the better team. I took, I took Panthers obviously just to try to, you know, shorten the gap between you guys and myself. But, um, Vegas is good, man. Vegas is good. And Mark Stone, how about the coverage he drew on the first goal for Marsha? So everybody just flocks to him and, and yeah. leaves the guy wide open. Um, so it, it's a great and, and Aiden Hill has been was phenomenal. It's it's going to be a good series though. I think I if if Panthers can steal a game here on the road tonight, um, we have a much different series. If they go down to nothing, I'm not I'm not too excited about the prospects. You know what I'm interested in seeing is obviously Brady uh, Matthew Kachuk or Mark Stone is going to lose a Stanley Cup here. Mm-hmm. They're both in Brady Kachuk's wedding party this summer. Ooh, oh, that's awesome! Oh, that's incredible! Isn't that great? Oh, that's awesome! You know what? Imagine though? if they fight in the third game three, and they both got black eyes. Stoner's not fighting Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Stoner's not doing that. Um, but you know what? I always I remember I lost this. I lost the gold medal game to Getzlaff and Perry. Mm-hmm. And then had to play on their line for less than 48 hours later. Um, I always, and then Niedermeyer was on the team. Pronger was on the team gets left. So it was four of them. I was, I was just waiting to hear something about it. Some kind of chirp, nothing, 
never brought up. We, we said, hi, good game, blah, blah, blah. We talked about it for two minutes. Nobody ever rubbed it in the face. Neither one of those guys is going to do it. You don't really talk about those things. You really don't. Well, wait think- a sec. You did a video. We did do the video. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> twice. Which is awesome. It, it turned out good. Yeah, yeah. God, you know what? I, you know what I remember about that? Corey Perry and I were so hungover on that first video. That's what I remember about it. Because it was like they scheduled it less than three days after the tournament or after the tournament, after the season ended. And you know how that goes, Wally. You've been in locker clear out day and Yorkie, you've been there on both sides of it. Um, They scheduled that and we were like, we're not going to make that. And it's 730 in the morning and we're driving up to Anaheim together. And I was like, I hope this is short. It ends up being a 12 hour day. Um, yeah. So uh, we had, well, we had a blast with those videos. We did a good job, uh, but never, never once did those guys bring it up or rub it in. Yeah. I think, I think if, if, if Vegas wins, Matthew Kachuk's going to have many more opportunities. Well, you, you say that, but if, if you just look at the age of them and, and, and we're with, with stone right now on his back and the age, the age of that Vegas team, like they don't do it this year. It's going to be tough. The, win- the window's closing. The window's closing. Where I think, I think, sure. I looked at Florida's roster, man. They've got that core is going to be there for a while. But you never know. The league's just so tough right now. But uh, okay. if you wanted to pick someone, you want, I'd love to see Mark Stone win one just from what he did here in Ottawa and the type of guy he is. But hey, who? It, it's. Me I too. still think it's a pick him. Still pick him. Uh, okay, quickly, a couple of topics before we is that uh, we'll just go to Mike Babcock because we talked about it earlier. We just kind of moved around it. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on hearing Mike Babcock is coming back to the National Hockey League with the Columbus Blue Jackets, who, by the way, people forget, just had John Tortorella. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what Columbus is doing, but here we go. So, uh, Bob, I mean, Did you, you play for him, Bob? Him. Did you play for him? Torts? No, uh, no Babcock. Babcock. No. You didn't have no. him there? Eh? No. Um. I, all I know is right now, Johnny Goudreau is going, no, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's what's going on right now. Um, oh, how about him and Line right now? Eh? They're just, oh, God, could line. you imagine? Yeah, oh, they're having nightmares imagine? right now. I forgot about Line Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. there. He's back in Finland just chewing fingernails to the bone. Um, <laughs> but look, I don't know, Babs. Uh, I don't. All I've heard is the stories and some guys liked them. And if you didn't like them, you hated them from what I understand. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What I understood about Torts was everybody loved him. He yes. was just, he was hard, but he was fair. Yes. Um, and guys loved playing for Torts. I haven't heard that about the other guy. Um, yeah. And I don't know. And, and like, he's not walking into a winning situation by any means. So it's going to be a very interesting follow this year for me to see if he if he's kind of changed the way he is over the years, my guess is no. Um, he has to have. He had I to. Have. I don't think so, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think he's gonna get right back in that room and just yeah. Really? I don't. I here's here's here's. I don't love here, it. So I I know I had Babs in his first ever job in Anaheim. I was on that team when he came in. Here's the difference between John Tortorello and Mike Babcock. Torts is honest. Everything you hear from torts there's you know exactly where you stand mm-hmm. no mind games it's just it's just a hard way and an honest way of doing things and i know guys that have played for torts and they said yeah they loved them <laughs> because yeah. it's you know where you stand and i didn't so i had babs during training camp his first job in, in, in anaheim brian murray brought him in and 
I, I heard he's changed a little bit, but back then he tried to end my career. <laughs> like he basically <laughs> tried, he tried to end my, he tried to he tried to he, he ended two guys' careers, uh, German Titoff and Denny Lambert. Denny Lambert played for Anaheim the year before and led the team in fighting majors. Fought every game. Was just a heart and soul guy. When Babs came in, I'll tell you guys a quick story here about Babcock. Uh, he wanted to change the culture. So he called me in the, in, in, in the summer and tried to pick my brain. I could tell what he was doing because he's got, I think he's got like a minor psych degree from McGill College. So he fancies himself as a, a guy that can kind of figure guys out and all that. So when I came to training camp, I'd played the year before on a really bad shoulder. Um, basically played half the year hurt, came back, uh, won every single test at camp. Won the bike test, won the uh, bench, everything. So day two of camp, Bab says, guys, we got to change the culture around here. I'm dividing you guys into an AHL group and an NHL group. So the next day I show up, this is day two of training camp. I don't see my name on the list. He's had the trainers move my gear into the AHL room with uh, Lambert, Titoff, and all the guys in the minors. And I had just signed a three-year deal the year before under uh, Pierre Gauthier. So I go right into his office, and I'm like, Babs, what the fuck? I go, this is how you treat veterans that show up and set the example for day one at training camp. He's like, Yarky, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm just, he goes, the guys respect you. He goes, I got to get the attention of the group. Don't worry. You're my guy. Uh, everything's cool. I'm just using you as an example. So basically, we had to go practice with the American League group. Well, the NHL group practice. So I called my agent. And I'm like, something's going on here. He goes, they just signed you last year. I'm like, I'm telling you. So as training camp went on, um, we ended up having to practice by ourselves, the three of us. So wow. imagine this, Bob. You're at training camp. Uh, the team practices at 10.30. Lambert, Titoff, and myself are practicing at 1 o'clock by ourselves. By ourselves. By our, uh, ostracized from the entire team. A guy that came to camp and won all the tests, played injured the year before. Um, anyhow, uh, long story short, Lambert and Titoff never played in the NHL again. Careers were over. They said to me, uh, because my wife just had a baby, we had three kids. They're like, we're going to send you the minors and try and trade you. And uh, if we can't, well, you don't have to go. And I said, fucking right, I'm going. You got to pay me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they didn't think I would go. So I went, and thank God uh, Nashville saw me. Ray Shiro traded for me for a dollar. <laughs> for a dollar. Yeah, traded for that, a buck. And Anaheim uh, had to pay um, half my salary for the next two years. So basically, I went down to the minors. Brad Shaw was the coach down there. Um, uh, had to play, played well. Had four goals in five games. Thankfully, got out of there because my career could have been over. Yeah, And just because he wanted to come in and, and use guys to change the culture, he brought in a guy named Kurt Sauer, who was his boy from junior or whatever. And listen, this is this happens all the time in the NHL, but not to this extreme. Yeah. Like he play he plays with guys lives. And it's one thing to do that with somebody that that, that, that showed up, was out of shape, was bad apple, whatever. But man, like yeah. take me out of the equation altogether. Two players careers were ended we're not given a chance to showcase themselves at training camp or at least do something for their careers. But anyway, I got, I went to Nashville and every game that year when I played for Nashville, I would skate by the bench and I'd yell at Babs and 
<laughs> as time went by, I, you know, the, the, the wound gets a little bit uh, softer, but man, that was my experience with Babs. So try to end my career. Don't like him. Don't have a lot of good things to say about him, but yeah. still, can he come in and, and win? Sure. The guy's, like I said, it's, it's a results oriented business. The guy's proven he can win. Um, but I, uh, we'll see. He, it's, it's, he's done stuff to other guys. You talk to, you know, there's oh. other guys that have, everyone has a story. That's my story. But in saying that, I, uh, I'm not surprised he's back in the league. Um, and everybody has different ways of doing things and they eventually won in Anaheim. It's just, uh, I don't, I don't have a lot of good things to say about him. Okay. So, um, two things. One on the media side of things, he, I always got along really well with him. He was always very good to me. All that. I, I don't have yeah. any issues with because he played that side very, very well. Uh, but I've never heard a player who's played for him say anything good about him. So my yeah. thing is, if you're Yarmo Kekaline and the GM of the Columbus Blue Jackets, do you not go to your players who like Line A and Goudreau and go, hey, I'm thinking of bringing in Mike Babcock. Like you, you're hoping they didn't not, get sprung yeah. on. Oh, they got sprung on. Yeah. Oh. No, GMs don't consult on coach hires unless there's unless there's a major shift needed in the room and you have your like I don't even know if they have a core group of leadership there in Columbus. That that place looked like a dumpster fire last year every time they were yeah. on the ice, didn't they? They were like, so bad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't think he's I, I think he's making decisions based on where he wants to go and the team's gonna just say, Hey, we're following. That's basically what what my guess is that you know Kekalainen is at. You get to the point, we mentioned this earlier, like his Kekalainen's job's on the line. Yeah. Like you're, you're, he's, oh, yeah. Making, he's making millions of dollars being the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets. So if he makes a mistake and this coach Kudnek comes in now, doesn't win, he's gone. Yeah. Like, he's gone. So he's, you've got you've to figure out who is out there right now that I know is going to win and and preserve my career as a general manager that's what happens that's how desperate yeah. you get in situations like this and babs is a great talker like i'm sure he would have contacted them had a talk told him what he could do for him i will do this i will do that and then like hey he's he's a smart babcock's a smart guy he's a yeah. smart guy he pretends to be the guy from out west it's a farm guy but he's a very smart guy and i'm just like patrick watu he's not he's not stupid he will have made some adjustments and some changes because he's not going to just want to come in and, and, and have the two, two years shelf life and be gone. So he'll change as well, but how much will he change? That's going to be the question. I just can't believe the owner of the Columbus blue jackets, uh, the McConnell family just signed off on this. I, maybe I, they probably, maybe, maybe he called the owner like, Hey, like it's, I know, not, but it's, I, it's not hard to get in touch with people and owners yeah. are searching for answers too. Maybe this was an ownership hire. Like, well, you'd have to be involved in this one because the backlash sure. you, should, you should get. But like, let's backlash. be honest. Let's be honest. Like, what did yeah. what did Babs like? Let's really be honest here. And what did he do really besides hurt guys' feelings? <laughs> when you yeah. really he, when you well, when you really break it down, like you just told me, he ended people's careers. But again, again, it's it's it is, and I'll say this: it's a results oriented business, and feelings. So, so do you think the guys in Columbus right now are like, man, I'm, this is, I'm pumped. I can't wait to get no, Mike Babcock in here. Let's get rolling. To, 
They, like to Bob just described Columbus's play last year. What are you going to do? Bring in a guy with a soft approach to that a group right now? You they can't sh- do that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, just, that's the thing. Somebody else. They're at a crossroads, Wally. Like that's why do you think Mike Keenan kept getting jobs all those years? It's like the NHL has changed. But one thing that hasn't changed, we get a soft coach. We get a nice coach. It's not yeah. working. Let's bring in yeah. the hammer. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. rinse, rinse, rinse and repeat. Uh, quickly. Because uh, I know this is uh, Yorkie's favorite topic is uh, Eric Brandstrom, as uh, Pierre Dorian said uh, last week, he, we see him as our number five D, basically. So um, I'm going to wait for Yorkie on this. Bobby, do you see Eric Brandstrom as the number five D on this team? And if that's the case, what are you expecting from the Ottawa Senators? Now, I'll preface that by saying the whole season is not predicated on who the number five D is. Right. Um, he might be the fifth best defenseman they have in the system, but he's not your number five D. I, if I'm, and again, we always continue to talk about building a team for the playoffs. He's, he, he's too small to be a five or a six. If I'm rolling a five and a six, I want them to be big. I want them to be mean. I want them to kill penalties and block shots. They might not break the puck out as well, but you're not using them for that role. You're using them for the roles that I just mentioned. So, and, and you know what? The game's changed. It's a little more fluid. It's a little more, you know, there, there is room in the regular season for a player like him to be number five or six, but not in the playoffs. Um, you can't be small. And you look at the size of the teams that have had success in the playoffs. They're big one through six for the most part. Uh, actually, not for the most part. I think it's every team. Um, you cannot have a five, nine defenseman back there trying to defend against big guys in front of the net. It just doesn't work. I like Brandon. I think he took major strides. If you guys remember him, I hyped him up before the year. I, mm-hmm. I, I hyped him up at the end of the year. I think he's a great defenseman. He's not a five or a six. He needs to play with another defenseman that can really insulate him. Um, like the player, don't like the role, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you look at the top, so we'll, we'll, we'll cherry pick out of the – the last eight teams here in the playoffs that have gone here and, and uh, for that sample size. And I don't think they're changing how the playoffs are called anytime soon. The only player of that group that I would consider kind of Brandstrom's stature is Shane Gostaspare. And you look at what Gostaspare's role is in Carolina, what they brought him in to do is to run their power play. Right. <laughs> he, yeah. he wasn't, he wasn't brought in. He wasn't brought in to be a five-six guy that's going to kill penalties. All the things Bob just described. I think Branstrom's a, a, a good NHL player. I think he would be miscast in the role with that of the Ottawa Senators. I, I, I really think too, and he probably thinks the same thing. Like if he got an opportunity somewhere to be on one of the power play units, to be a guy that that plays with. It's it's also too with when you're a defenseman. It's very important when you're on the ice to play with one of the top two lines yeah. because the top two lines love to have D that can move the puck and get mm-hmm. the puck on their stick and vice versa. If you're a defenseman, you love playing with a skilled guy. If you're a skilled guy, because you kind of see the game the same, well, same way. And it's, it's all about puck control. But when you're in that, in that bottom pairing D role, you're playing with more of the third, the fourth line and you're playing against, this is where it's really important. You're playing against the other teams. For example, if you're playing Vegas, you're playing against Carrier. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, if, if I'm Brandstrom, I'm not going to have a fun time playing against Carrier because he 
if I'm Brandstrom, I want to play against, I want to play against a guy like a skilled guy, like a, uh, like a Jack Eichel, because he's going to carry the puck in. He's not going to dump the puck in. And I just got to have a good stick, good gap, defend him hard versus carrier. Who's dumping it in and is going to run my ass through the boards. (laughs) Right. But that's what, that's why when you watch Vegas right now, I'll throw a name at you right now. Prototypical bottom pairing defenseman, Nick Haig. Yeah. He's six. And listen, that's why he's having so much success. He's six, six. Not every guy in the league, six, six. But if you could get a guy in that mold, you watch, he's been so good in that series. He's hard to play against. You can't hurt him. He goes back for the puck. Oh, you want to hit me? Takes the hit, smiles, takes a punch in the head, boxes guys out, block shots, kills penalties. Nick Hag scored 35 goals playing for Mississauga in the OHL. As hey, really? 35 goals. I watched him, played against my son. He was an offensive defenseman in the OHL. But in the NHL, you're a big body. You're gonna be you're gonna be a guy that plays hard minutes for us. And that's what you need in the playoffs. I just think Branstrom's I, I think it's a stretch to have him as a bottom pairing guy if you want to be a, if you want to be a team that goes far in the playoffs. And I'll I'll preface this. I really believe Ottawa can make some noise in the next couple of years. I do too. You gotta you gotta build this team right now, not just with a small goal in mind, I think a big goal of, of trying to win it all. And and listen, Brandstrom's going to make a salary that's very, very affordable. Sure, yeah. you can plug him in right now. And the argument of him being a five, making whatever it is, a couple million dollars is great. But I, I look long-term and long-term for me, I don't see, I see him for him, better to go somewhere else, be in an offensive role where he should be versus trying to turn him into a penalty killer at 5'9". He's not 5'11", by the way. He's 5'9". Um, and uh, it, it's it's a missed cast role, what, what they're trying to put him into here in Ottawa. Okay. So is, th- is there a fit in Winnipeg for Eric Branstrom? And the reason I say that is Connor Hellebuck is the one goaltender I want to see in Ottawa next year. I want yeah. them to figure out a way to get him into Ottawa. So can you come up with a deal. Is it going to take Alex Debrinkit and Eric Branstrom? I don't know. <laughs> Debrinkit ain't, ain't going to the peg. Why would you trade for Debrinkit one year away from UFA? Well, maybe they, the, maybe they promise him $9, 10000000 million. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I If I'm if I'm Winnipeg, I'm not making the deal. <clears throat> um I'm not getting rid of our, our franchise goaltender for a guy that's going to come in here and play 75 games and leave. Um, unless, I mean, sure, you offer him 10 million bucks, but Winnipeg doesn't want to do that because he's not any different than some of the players they have in the Shifley's, right, that they haven't gotten it done well, with. I think it's time that those guys are going to have to be moved too, right? I, yeah, I think there but, needs to be a huge shakeup in Winnipeg. If you're starting the whole thing over you're, and you're Winnipeg, you're not starting with Alex to bring cat. Okay. No, no, okay. no. I, there's a couple of players I like on that roster though. Like, like maybe you keep to bring it out of the equation. Like you throw in a Logan Stanley, his name in there, big, big young defenseman. That's uh, a type of guy that'd be a great bottom pairing guy. And we'll see too. Like Ottawa still has a couple of young guys in their blue line. We don't know what they're going to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. Got, you got Bernard Docker who I like him a lot. You got, Clevin, who's it's just how quickly are these guys going to develop? 
how long is it going to take? Um, and that's where the argument of Brandstrom's a stopgap until those guys develop. And it's just, you, you don't know with defensemen. You just don't know how long it's going to take. We, we right. got spoiled. We got spoiled here watching Sanderson. Like, that's an anomaly. That doesn't happen. Guys yep. getting that, that yeah. good that quick. Yeah. Uh, all right. I just want them to get Connor Hellbuck. I just, I, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even you, after watching. So you tell what? me you're lining up at center ice, start the game and you look back and a Vesna trophy winner is in the pipes for you. You know, right away that you have a chance every night to win a hockey. Game. Yes. Agreed. I don't know. I'm watching Aiden. I'm watching Aiden Hill play against a guy that was, they didn't trust him enough to start the Stanley Cup playoffs that they okay. went with. And they went with a totally unknown in Florida. Okay, but let's let's hang on a sec though. Like Aiden Hill is another anomaly, like Jake Sanderson. Yep. Steve Penny one time led the Montreal Canadiens, I think, in oh, the playoffs as a rookie. Right? Nice. Like, cool. like let's 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 pump the brakes so here. So, as we so did Patrick. Say, so did Patrick Waugh. He started sure, as a rookie. Hey, Ray Emery took the team in 07 to the Cup final, but he wasn't ready to win. Like. Yeah. Um, that we just have to go, Hey, wait a sec. You can get on a run, but that doesn't make you a lifetime career goaltender. Goalies. Connor Hellebuck has proven time and time again. He is a bonafide NHL goaltending superstar. Really? Agreed. Agreed all around. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yorkie. He's a finalist almost every year for the Vesna. They don't just go, Oh, it's Connor Hellebuck. We're just going to give him the Vesna. He has to earn it. Well, how did the first round of the playoffs go? Okay, so every so that's it. Then we're gonna bail in Boston. We're just gonna fold the tent because those guys suck too. <laughs> I, I listen, like, come on. I, I like, all I can tell you is what I've seen recently. Goaltending to me right now, it's like going to the craps table. Yeah, roll the dice, and who the hell knows what yeah, you're anybody gonna do. anybody can get hot. But at the same time, there's a crazy. difference. There's a difference between Aiden Hill and Connor Hellebuck. So on, if, if you have a guy like there back there, it it does. As a team, at ease, you got a guy that you know can bail you out. It, I'm just, I'm just trying. When to we had it. Craig Anderson in that versus when we had anybody else, anybody else in that, <laughs> yeah, it changed, it changed our team. Yes, I'm just trying That's to be definitely. Yeah. It's the you guys the, had at one time the Ottawa Senators had Dominic Hashik in goal. You don't think that they were like, fuck, let's go. Okay, let's just stop it right there. Hellebeck's not Dominic Hasek. Yeah, yeah that yeah. Just stop it. All maybe, I'm that's not what I'm saying. Break. Again, <laughs> you don't listen saying. to me. I get what you're saying, but you just want that guy to make you feel like you're gonna win a game. And when you load on yeah. Mike Morrison or something, you're not going, boy, we got a chance tonight. If you got a goalie back there that you know can steal a game, it changes the way your team is it, it changes everything. Yes. Mindset. There you go. Okay, so before we go, I just I have video of perhaps a no name or unknown name coach that could possibly be leading the Ottawa Senators. I got video of who I think could be the next head coach of the Ottawa Senators. One more, two more actually. Go ahead. <laughs> Boom. This last one. Buddy. This is one Bobby Ryan teaching his son. Skating at the local rink. Get in that line. Get in that line. Get in that line. <laughs> My little man. Look at him. He took the low Seems riders to be on. demanding. A little bit, man. I'm just trying. Yeah. Still got edges. Well, that's his coach in the background, and he was really working hard. So I was like, I think I'll take over today. <laughs> but, uh, 
I get my turn the head first and the body follows head turn first head shoulder first. second body follows and then um i'm drilling on those stops and starts early because all i heard my whole career was stop fucking swinging <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from every yeah. single coach but yeah that's my little guy chase he's up there we got him out a couple days a week he's he's having a blast and um i've been doing a little more coaching every week so awesome um you won't see me behind any benches, not even his, but, uh, I will really? always, no, I'll always be on the, I've, I've got a b- bunch of offers down here. Yorkie knows the, the landscape of Nashville hockey. It's awesome. They find it's great, but they find out that there's a former player and every organization calls and says, well, you, you want to be the director of our <laughs> everything. I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, I'll, I'll be on the ice with chase and I'll help him and every, and his teammates, but I'm never going to coach. Not a chance. No. Why You'll change not? your mind. You'll change your mind. Yeah, you know what? Everybody's told me that too, and I don't see it. Um, I said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I just don't. I I, I don't enjoy it. Um, I don't. I don't, don't want to work with parents. Mm, um, I don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. I just want to have some fun, and I I'll always teach, but never coach, if that makes sense. And yep. uh, Chase Chase is getting really, really good, really quick. It's I'm having a blast just watching him do it, and uh, he seems to love it. Is That's there a reason? Best you time your best best time at best it'll be the best time your hockey life, man. Th- those years, Wally can attest to this. They're the best. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. We're having fun. Is there a reason why you couldn't get uh, shin pad? Uh, sorry, socks for uh, Chase's shin pads. It's uh, you know what um, we do have a pair and. Nashville's a little sparse, so I got I got to get on the horn with some reps here and get some stuff dialed in. But um, <laughs> I was really worried the first time we put him on. I was really worried that he he was just learning, and I I ran out and kind of panic bought those. So we didn't have a pair for the. Now he won't wear them, <laughs> so um, <laughs> I got to get him dialed in. But uh, he won't wear any of the pads, so we're getting there. He's all ready for beer league. <laughs> he's ready. He's, exactly. Yeah. 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 But he's right. be, if he wants to be a player, he'll be a player. We'll see. <laughs> No pressure. None. <laughs> None. But that's but everybody outside will be putting the pressure on, right? Like, oh, yeah. that's Bobby Ryan's kid. That's Bobby like not unfortunately. In, not in Nashville. It's all easy going. It's true. Okay, but when you travel, yeah, because the US travel circuit is absolutely nuts. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went and played in a term and a team where there was a couple little Caesars kids and this and that. Like one kid flew in on a private jet. Uh, one kid was like, oh, I'm just going to the beach house after and other kids were like, oh, the beach house. He's like, what? All my buddies have a beach house. Yeah. So um, we were <laughs> probably the poorest people there. I was like, mm, I'm just <laughs> dropping off the, the worker over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it was, it's different. Yeah. I'm going to try to avoid it as much as I can. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Yorkie's got a tea time. So uh, yeah, we will see you. we will see you guys later this week with another former ottawa senator yes Uh, it'll be 5 a.m my time and i'll be getting i land at 11 59 and then i have an hour drive so i'll I'll just be full of piss and vinegar boys can't wait (laughs) (laughs) big chewing i look forward to it (laughs) see you boys (laughs) see you you later coming in hot is brought to you by botano.ca Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.